It's Divas That Care Radio. Stories, strategies, and ideas to inspire positive change. Welcome to Divas That Care, a network of women committed to making our world a better place for everyone. This is a global movement for women, by women, engaged in a collaborative effort to create a better world for future generations. To find out more about the movement, visit divasthatcare.com after the show. Right now, though, stay tuned for another jolt of inspiration. To the Metaphysical Mastery Podcast, this is Kate Nelligan with Peggy Nelligan. We are so excited that you're here. The show is called Signs and Symbols, and it's really about understanding them and interpreting them for your life. So, Mom, go ahead and introduce yourself. Hi. Yeah, I'm excited to go about this topic. Um, we originally were calling it Signs, Symbols, and Clues uh, because it's that was a topic that was based on a book that a friend of mine wrote. Um, but we really got looking at it more carefully. What are the signs and what are the symbols that show up in our lives? So, yeah, we're excited to do that. Um, and it's one of the courses that we have taught in the Metaphysical Center of New Jersey. So I have some good information to share with you from that as well. Yeah, so just to give the listeners a little bit of background, um, Peggy, my mom, has been working with the Metaphysical Center of New Jersey for many years and has um, multiple degrees at this point and very passionate about talking about these different metaphysical topics. And I am an equine partner, life and career coach, animal communicator, speaker and author, and have learned so much over the years from my mom that we wanted to bring her wisdom and really the broader esoteric wisdom um, from the Metaphysical Center to our listeners. And today we are going to dive in because I myself get a little obsessed with signs and seeing them, calling them in, um, working with clients on on manifesting um, their own signs. And there's a difference between signs and symbols. So we're going to start there with the definition. So mom, go ahead. Tell us a little bit about what signs are and what symbols are and kind of how they're different. Yeah, there was um, a, a quote. It was actually just a, I just read it. It wasn't a quote. It was just something it said. Signs and symbols are messengers. They are a wink from God. And I thought that was so good, the way to explain that, because it is such a positive kind of a connection with our spirit world. Um, they're really a part of a conversation that kind of opens our hearts and our minds to, to what else is available to us. So Yeah, and they're really... Forms of language. So go ahead and like give us the actual definition. Yeah, the actual definitions, I mean, they're from different places, but <clears throat> basically it says signs are a form of language that are used to communicate. Now, when you think about signs in your everyday life, they can be spoken, spoken, they could be written, they could be hand gestures. When you think of sign language, um, they're using hand gestures, um, but they're a direct form of communication. Um, a lot of times a sign may only have one meaning. For example, you see a stop sign, you know instantly what it means, and it means stop driving. You don't have to interpret anything about it. Um, and usually if it's a sign like that, it's expected that everybody will follow it and everybody knows it. A symbol, on the other hand, is kind of open to interpretation. It could be a symbol that shows up as an object uh, or a process. And they're more abstract and subjective. And um, it may have many meanings 
and therefore many interpretations because when people look at it, for example, if you see a sign that says beware of dog, you know exactly what that sign means. If you just see a dog that shows up for you, it could have a variety. If you love dogs, it may mean a best friend. It may mean a loyal animal. If, on the other hand, your your experience have shown you that you need to be afraid of dogs, it may show up as an untrustworthy animal or fear. But that's the thing that's kind of confusing about this topic, Kate, is that we use the word sign and symbol kind of interchangeably. And they really do mean the same thing in many cases, and yet they mean something different. So it's a little a little confusing when you think about it. But I, I think the thing we're talking about when we say signs is that it's basically open to interpretation, what shows up in our lives for us. Well, it's interesting because as I'm listening to you, I feel like to a certain degree, a sign may actually be there to help simplify something for you, right, in answer to a question, um, clarity piece, an answer to a prayer. Like it can simplify things. And then a symbol can really be used in a certain degree almost like to oracle in and to see, okay, what is this meaning like have for me? Like, for instance, if you're to look at the symbol of a yin-yang and, you know, you see it, uh, what is it? What does that represent to you? What needs to be balanced in your life? Where Where is there yin and yang energy? And, you know, I often find like things show up because we either need to embrace it more and acknowledge it more or we need uh, to release it <laughs> or to change it. Um, and it's just knowing the discernment of the difference. But uh, I love that this week I also got to interview one of my favorite people, Dr. Stephen Farmer, who talks about spirit animals, spirit guides, and I really see them showing up as signs for people, um, signs to change paths or signs that you're on the right path. And um, I myself have gotten so many signs, and we can talk more about that as we go on, but just around like knowing that I'm not alone and knowing that there's someone listening to my prayers and my musings and my journalings and my meditations and knowing that, um, you know, we're always just being guided. We always have our guides with us. And uh, they often, I think, communicate to us through signs and um, through symbols as well. So so let's talk about those. Those are some great definitions. But why do signs and symbols matter? Let's talk about that. Yeah, they they really, whether you call it a sign or whether you call it a symbol, whether it shows up as a thing or just um, something that like an animal or uh, a word or something that shows up, you know, even on a billboard, you know, something that has meaning for you, that can be seen either way. It can be called a sign or it can be called a symbol. But they basically, they're, they're coming to us um maybe to provide guidance, as you said before, they kind of reveal answers, maybe questions that we've been asking. And they sign, the sign shows up for us to give us an answer that helps in some way, or at least provides guidance toward us finding an answer. Um, they may show up at turning points in our lives uh, when we're trying to make a decision, and it reveals what the next step might be as we're on our journey. Um, they They can be... You know, when you think about our loved ones that have passed, they can show up to provide comfort, a sign. I, I know, you know, personally of someone who their 
the sign that came from their mom when they died was a cardinal bird. And so every time she saw a cardinal, she knew or believed it was her mom speaking with her, and she felt comforted by something like that. So signs and symbols really matter in our lives um, to help us in many different ways. Yeah, and I just feel like they're a really cool bridge between heaven and earth in so many ways, and they get us to pay more attention, right, to get outside of just our brains, which are constantly, you know, the monkey mind, which is the thinking, thinking, thinking. They get us to slow down. They get us to become more present, to pay attention. For me, I always get super grateful every time I see a sign, and I get really, like, delighted. Like, I get into that joy space, and usually I'll, like, always take a picture or I'll, I'll tell someone, like, you're not going to believe the sign I just saw or, you know, it's it's really to me also like they're sometimes proofs of manifestation when we are intentional about manifesting and then we see a sign that is related to what we're asking to manifest. So I just kind of look at them as like markers along our life path that are, that's really part of a spiritual practice and and a form of connection and prayer and manifesting. So, yeah, I love all of that. Um, Yeah. It also helps us. Yeah. Sorry. I was just going to say it also helps us to kind of establish some trust, both, both trust within ourselves and with the world outside of us. When, when we, when we see these signs and pay attention to them and we find that that happens repeatedly we really begin to build up this level of trust within ourselves and also with the things around us in our world. Um, the biggest thing is that they really cause us to pause and reflect on the moments of wonder that we see. You know, the big word in your life a lot, in all our lives, really is awe. And it it gives us pause to look at the awesomeness of life. And I, I just, I think they're important to be aware of. Yeah, that's really well said. I agree on the trust piece. There's a lot of, you know, having been a former atheist and thinking it was just me and my crazy ego and science and all of that. It was often a lot of signs that actually pulled me into a spiritual view of life and way of being and um, feeling like I wasn't alone, feeling guided and um, being energetically connected to the invisible realms, to the multi-dimensions. And so, yeah, I think that that is, it, it has definitely helped me with trust. And I do believe that it is a, it, they are pieces of awe and wonder, which I love. Like I, you know, mm-hmm. those are two of my core values for sure. Um, so what are the main ways that you know that signs show up, that you've seen them show up? Like, and do you have any specific in your life that you tend to get signs through? You know, it's so funny. That's a, a good question because a lot of people think that it's different for different people, and it is. There is no one way that signs show up for people. There are many, just like there are many languages, um, there are many ways that spirit communicates with us. And we know that the universe is always communicating. It just depends on how awake we are or aware or conscious, whatever word you want to use, and how open we are to trying to interpret those signs that we do receive. So if you're not even aware of it, um, you might not recognize things. But once you become conscious of the signs that show up and start to really begin to interpret them, 
Um, they show up in many, many different ways. And so um, I think the most common thing is that things show up either suddenly or repetitively. And those are the ones that we need to pay attention to. Um, so I know you, for example, you hear lyrics of a song and it's like, how did that show up right at that moment <laughs> when you needed to, to hear what that that song had to say to you? Um, that was one. For me, it often shows up when I, I'll just pick up a book randomly and I'll turn to a page and there'll be some information on that page that I needed right then and there. And that's when things show up for me. What other ways do they show up for you? I know you have many. Oh, my God. I mean, like, I've probably gotten a sign any possible way you could get a sign. But, like, my biggest ones are the license plate. For some reason, either the actual mm-hmm. license plate, like, those, they have, like, really cool words or sayings on, or the license plate frame, or stickers on the back of cars. And all of a sudden, it's like this car will just, like, come in front of me. And I'm like, I just, like, burst into laughter because there's some really cool message there um, that is so pertinent. And like one, the, you know, one of the ways that I often teach about signs is if someone has an animal that's crossed, usually within 24 to 48 hours, they'll send the majority, not the majority, but they'll send a lot of the signs and they're active and the bill's still thin. And so like after my Mary Lindsay passed, I got, a sign on my way home, like the first thing I saw after I got in the car on the way home, which was like, it was like, you know, mom's okay. It was the weirdest thing on the back of a car. And I always called her mom. And so I, whenever I see like a mom sticker, randomly it shows up, like I'll be thinking about her and then I'll get in the car and I'll see a mom sticker. And it's her little wink or her little hi. And always makes me smile. I always say hi, Lynn, you know, and let her know that I received the sign. And, um, but I mean, I've gotten a billboard. Like, I think I, I've like, I <laughs> need to track that more, but you know, some of the billboards that I've gotten that are yeah. like super loud and clear. And then the other night, like I was singing a midnight, another horse that's passed and I was missing him and I was at the ranch and I got in the car and I don't always turn my radio on, but I heard like turn the radio on. And then I, the song was Midnight Glory. And it was, I was like, oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, that's good, time. yeah. You know, like, why would that be the first song, right? So um, I am always looking and paying attention to signs and open to receiving them. And I think that's one of the key pieces is, like, you know, set the intention to receive them, stay open to receive them. And I don't go hunt them down. Like, they just kind of magically go in the flow. Like, it's that whole when you're in the zone, things just flow. I feel like I live my life to a large extent to stay in the zone and the zone of, like, magic and creation and serendipity and synchronicity. And a lot of stuff flows for me with that. Um, Mm -hmm. But, yeah, the animals, I mean, if if people want to learn more about the animal signs, and how animals show up as signs. That interview with Dr. Stephen Farmer is on my Facebook um, page, public page, Kate Nellick, an equine coach. So people can find that there. I'll eventually have it on my YouTube as well. But, you know, we can also get stuff in dreams, right? We can mm-hmm. also. Very um, much. Yeah. And you can program, yeah. you know, before you go to sleep. You can actually take a few minutes and program your subconscious to be aware that you will have a dream and that when you wake up, you will remember it. Because it's one thing to have a dream. It does no good if you don't really understand what 
you know, is coming out as a result of it. But if you remember it and can write it down, then you can go back and do the work with it to understand what it means. So mm-hmm, dreams are good when yeah, and, like, sometimes stuff's really obvious, right? Like, I know mom was my nickname for her. Seeing a mom sign, it's obvious. And then other times, it may be not as obvious. Like, there was, like, two weeks when I just saw 444 all the time. And I'm like, why do I never in my life seen these numbers? Like, why do they keep showing up? So in that case, we're going to talk about how to interpret them. But, like, I just went and looked it up. I'm like, what does this mean? <laughs> and then I read a bunch exactly. of stuff. And luckily, we were joking the other day in my certification program how we had to, like, you go look stuff up in, like, the library and card catalogs back in the day <laughs> like, to actually understand. And now and in seconds, you just Google what does 444 mean, <laughs> right? And you have yeah. the information. So um, it's really neat. And at some point, the Google will be inside. And we'll just know, oh, yeah, 444 mm-hmm. means this or You know, seeing a fox means this. Like, we'll just have the connection to the inner library um, inside after we evolve past Google. Um, But, yeah, so what – do you have any favorite stories? Um, Well, you know, they they show up so often. It's really hard to say whether there's a favorite one. You know, you can chuckle at some of the things that have happened. But I think the animal ones, you know, really are the for me, and I think for you too, are really the most powerful. When we had just, for example, this morning, we had a groundhog walk right across our patio in the back. I'm like, okay, I got to go look up groundhog because I don't know what it means. I got to go find out what it is, and you know what it means. Um, But but there are ways that we can. um, There are things that happen, like as you say, serendipitously. and synchronistically, but there are things that we can also do to explore divine communication, that we can delve into it and learn it alone. And some of the things that we take for granted are like our astrology, our birth chart, you know, things like that. But if you may be attracted to certain stones or crystals, um, another big one is the numerology of your name, your birth date, your address. Those all have meaning if you want to go look them up and find out what relevance it has to you. It's all a form of communication. Um, and then you can study things. You know, there are other forms of divination like tarot or like I was doing Chinese face reading. You've done human design. There are many different forms that you can also uh, study and explore to find out, you know, what these things mean in your life, all kinds of things. So many ways yeah and the the symbols are part i feel like those are some of the symbols like if you're really drawn to the yin yang like why right or the peace symbol right that was a huge movement for so long was the peace the peace symbol you know and why was that a huge piece of that decade right and like what was it representing for people and you could see it and know it or like uh, the the rainbow flag right for gay pride like there's you can see an image and immediately have like layers of information with it so that's what i think is so interesting to like commun- you know the people are communicating through images, um, which is really in many ways how the animals communicate in that mental telepathy, like they send images to each other. But there's a lot in, that we have information of when we assign kind of meaning to things. Um, and yeah, I just think it's so fascinating how many symbols and signs there are when you actually go and like start to look at, uh, at what they all are and what they might mean. And if there's something you've always been drawn to, for instance, like I know you love sacred geometry. 
And so, mm-hmm. like, whether it's the seed of life or the flower of life, right, or the tree of life, like, what does that mean? Like, why wear that symbol as a necklace, right? Or the ohm, mm-hmm. you love the ohm symbol. Like, why? What does it do for you, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Are you, are you aware of what that is for you? Like, why you're well, drawn to something? Because you have a lot of symbol jewelry. I do, partly because you've given it to me. <laughs> yeah, so that's one thing. <laughs> um, but I, but I do. Part of it is is because of, in the studies, you know, the metaphysical studies, I've learned what those symbols do mean, and they really are ancient, part of the ancient wisdom, and so they do speak to a part of my soul that I may not be even aware of, but it's my higher self, and it's it's a connection with who I am at a deeper level than just this human body. And so I think that's what they speak to. And, of course, you know, when I went to Egypt that time um, with the Astara group and we saw on the ceiling of one of the ancient, ancient temples, there's the flower of life right on the ceiling. And so, you know, you're going back thousands and thousands of years that that symbol has been there. And so when you do learn what the meaning of it is, it becomes personal not just, you know, mm-hmm. something that you wear as a piece of jewelry or you see on the wall of a ceiling, you know, it really becomes very personal and you you go into it and get connected to it. So that's the symbol part of it, you know, that it can mean things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot. I mean, I just was thinking about the dollar sign or, you know, there's so many things that are there without words for us to feel into, interpret, receive from. And I do believe, you know, back in the day or other places we're using light language, which is more symbols. And then, you know, Reiki has symbols as part of their healing modality. And then you've got, you know, like the hieroglyphics and how people used to communicate more in symbols. And so it's like part of our ancient DNA and our coding, I think, that like we have Mm -hmm. this, but we've moved away from it to like this like long written word, you know, and like luckily now there's a lot of video, so we're getting it more, you know, in podcasts, so there's so much more auditory, you know, ways Mm -hmm. to receive, but I do feel like there's still so much of that ancient wisdom in, in the symbols as well, so. Right, right, and and there are really, you know, one of the things that is taught in the metaphysical center as part of the courses that there are different kinds of symbols. There are basically three different kinds. Um, there's the conventional symbol we, we, I mentioned before, the whole idea of this, you know, the stop sign. Or if you see a Wi-Fi symbol at a Starbucks or any place else, you know exactly what it means, you know, and it's become very much part of our, our culture at this point. So that's conventional. And then there's what we were talking about earlier, the accidental or, or what are called the personal symbols. And those are the things that show up, and that's what we're calling as signs. Um, and they happen as a result of your personal experience. And and as we said, the same thing can mean different things to different people. And so it becomes a very personal uh, type of a symbol. And then there's the universal or the archetypal symbols. Um, and that's what Carl Jung really called as part of the collective unconscious. Um, it's interesting because when he brought that into uh, awareness, um, after Freud, he was really only using it for humans. He kind of stopped there. But the ancient wisdom actually teaches that those archetypal or universal symptoms, symbols, are really what connect all things. It's the superconscious part that connects us with our higher nature. 
um, or other beings in the universe. And then there's the subconscious part that connects us with our animal nature, you know, our instincts and drives and things. And beings at that level, um, the elementals, for example. Um, and so that whole cons- the whole idea of universal or archetypal symbols, um, that's what I think is fascinating from a you know, mental level, you know, from not the, not the personal ones that show up. Those, I think, are the most meaningful because they are personal and they show up for us. But the universal symbols, when you really start to look at them and figure out where they're coming from and what they mean, um, it, it, it's pretty fascinating, I think, at that level. It's, it's a whole different type of um, knowledge that comes through to us. Uh, and that's a little bit of what you were talking about, the so, so, uh, symbols on the jewelry. You know, those are more of the universal symbols, and they exist from thousands of years ago to today, people wearing jewelry of them. So it's, mm-hmm. it's interesting. Mm. Yeah, or I think of, like, the Da Vinci Code and how, like, he was on this quest to figure out, like, some of the symbols and, like, what these things mean. Yeah. And there is so much there. And I almost feel like we don't even talk about this stuff as much as we could or have in recent years because we're so, like, like auditory or visually dependent on language, right? But mm-hmm. But there's so many ways that we can connect even to different cultures through just symbols without it having to be spoken language, right? So right. there's right. a lot there. And, like, I I do think sometimes, too, it's also, like, what it means to us rather than, like, it is that personal and we can interpret it differently. Like, for instance, I was stayed at the ranch late the other night and I was just so, I just felt so much peace looking at the Great Dipper, right? And then I felt, I looked above and I'm like, okay, is that a North Star or a planet? And then I saw three, I saw a, a triangle and I'm like, and for a long time, my mastermind was called Pyramid of the Power. Sorry, Pyramid of Power. We called it POP. And it was about popping through our, our challenges to the other side. And it was so beautiful, that mastermind that we had for years. And, like, it ultimately, as it reminded me back to the pyramid, which is, like, oh, yeah, things are connected, right, and the trilogy and, like, all the layers you can go into, whether it's spiritual or religious on that. But, like, yeah, there's a lot of, like, for me, signs and symbols are nourishing. Like they're very, they bring me a lot of peace. They bring me a lot of connection. They are simplified but deep, which is such a cool oxymoron, right? Like, mm-hmm, um, yeah. So, yeah, no, they're really neat. So let's talk about understanding and interpreting them because I feel like people are seeing them all the time, whether they're aware or not. Um, but those that are aware and are interested in like interpreting them, like what what do you suggest? Well, the very first thing is what we've talked about on a couple of other podcasts. Use your intuition. That's where you should always start with what what's coming through for you. What is what is your higher self, your intuition saying to you? Um, and you mentioned something before, and I think that is critical, is when these signs and symbols show up for you, what emotion do you feel? You You mentioned the word delight and joy. How do you feel when these things show up? They make they make you feel peaceful and happy and you know joyful, or do they bring up a fear in you? Is there something that, and it may come from overthinking the meaning, you know, instead of just accepting it and allowing it. Sometimes we overanalyze and overthink, um, especially when we're coming from that mental realm, and then they kind of can can be. be a superstition you know and fear sets in if you do something like that oh maybe it means this you know 
you don't need to go there. It's the first thing you want to ask yourself when you see is how do you feel? You know, what emotion comes up for you when you you hear something or see something, you know, and use your intuition. And then the next thing I well, think is important. Oh, go ahead. Yep. No, intuition and emotion are a little different, though. Like, intuition will come through as, like, clear guidance when it's accurate, right, when it's accurate, whereas emotion is the emotional part of the the body and the system that can that can sway you into overanalyzing or overthinking we'll go Mm -hmm. into that in a second but yeah so the first is intuition what was the other Uh, is just ask questions what does this mean for you you know why might be important ask why why is this important to me some sometimes you might not even notice something but if you do you can ask how does it relate to something in my life or maybe to an intention you've said or a question you've asked. So if you ask a question and ask many questions, you will get answers. And again, a lot of stuff comes to us through our intuition. And it was interesting that you separated them out because it's true. Intuition is separate from emotion, um, just as the body is separate. The physical body is separate from you know, the spiritual body and the mental body. Um, we have seven of those bodies. And so, yeah, they are separate from one another. But if we use all of, all of them, they will. we will get the answers to something. That's how you can interpret some of them. Do you have other ways? Well, I mean, there's that basic of what I did with the 444. Like, I just was like, I actually, I know other people have seen this before. I haven't. So since it's brand new to me, I'm going to go look it up, right? Whereas, like, Dr. Stephen Farmer pulled a squirrel the other day, and that is not a new, like, it's very animal to me. I see the squirrel often. The squirrel comes into my sessions and for me, and I knew it meant balancing work and play. So I was able to give that information because I knew it. But then there's also the whole, like, I don't need to question if the song is named Midnight, <laughs> if it has anything to do with the horse Midnight. Like, I just, it's a direct knowing. So there's different levels of, like, okay, I have no information here. I'm going to go look it up or I'm going to bring it to a mentor or to a teacher and ask them. And then there's the, I think I know what this is. Let me sit with it and get quiet and meditate on it and, and allow the answer to come forward and asking questions. The universe will answer them. doesn't always happen immediately, but the universe will answer questions. Um, and then, or your higher self, we could even say that. Um, and then there's the like, just immediate knowing like, oh, that was a wink from my horse on the other side. What's interesting is I, because I have a very active intuition and, and imagination and because I'm always open to the divine communication and that channel is, is constantly open, I do see signs every day. Some days I know exactly what they mean, and other times, like last night, like that pyramid is still staying with me. Those three stars formed a pyramid, and I'm like, whoa, what is that? And it was just above my head. And it's interesting because I, now that I'm talking about it, and I also process the talking out loud, but I was sitting with, it was, I was sitting with me and my two horses. So it was actually, when I think about it now, it was the, the triangle between the three of us and our connection Mm. and our sisterhood. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there's stuff there, which is, yeah, like we're always connected through time or space. And um, the same with the heaven herd, right? I have all these horses on the other side. Like there's that connection that's always available. But we can look it up. We can ask um, what I will caution people of, which is what I've done, which is going into the shadow side of all of this, which is overanalyzing it or getting superstitious. Oh, my God black cat in front of my path, that's a sign or symbol that something bad's going to happen. No, it's 
doesn't mean that. It just means there's a black cat walking in front of you. Now, do you feel, how did it make you feel? Usually if you're, your first thing is neutral, like it's a no, you know, and, you know, then it's like, okay, I don't need to interpret that as a negative sign, right, or as something bad. And it's also how does it make you feel? I had a client the other day hold a $20 bill, which you could see as a symbol, right? And how did you feel holding it? What comes forward? And then we're into some information to do some healing work, right? So so we can use signs and symbols as ways to, to understand ourselves and the world and how we think and feel about things. But the emotion is not necessarily the intuition or the real truth of the information. So we want to kind of like dissect it a little bit. Um, someone might see a dollar sign and get nervous if they're in debt, right? Or they might um a dollar sign and feel greedy. Or like, you know, so it's like where where is that from? Um a sign or symbol itself is in in, in natural essence neutral, right? But mm-hmm. when we assign yep. meaning we have to be careful because my I used to assign meaning to too much. And I'd I would be obsessive like I need to see a sign and then I'd be like wait is it this does it mean this does it mean that and then we're overthinking we're not in our intuition and it can honestly cause issues I had a coach once say to me like I don't even believe in signs well he did not stay a coach very long but um, he he was like that's just your brain like pulling up information like that's just your brain like creating things and I'm like no. Now that there's definitely divine communication happening without a doubt, just like there's animal communication happening, just like there's, if we go really woo-woo, intergalactic communication happening and all these other things. And of course, communication between our intuition, our higher selves and our basic self, right? Or ego. Mm -hmm. But ultimately there is, I want to make a distinction because I have people ask me this too. They're like, well, but if I'm having a baby, I see pregnant people everywhere. Yeah. That's not necessarily a sign or symbol. That's just a focused awareness in the in the neural pathway, right? Like, <laughs> you know, if I tell you not to think about an elephant, you're going to think about an elephant. If I tell you to focus <laughs> on red for the day, you're going to see red everywhere, right? Like, so there is ways that we can, like, shape the brain for sure, which is actually really cool because it means that if we can shape the brain to benefit us, right, we can shape the brain to be destructive like we have to be really careful with that but it's not just oh i'm thinking about something so now i'm aware of it i think signs and symbols work best when you are you you set an intention to receive one or you are open to receiving one you ask for one and then you let it go there's a full surrender a full release there's no expectation it doesn't matter if you get one or not and then you see one because that's not mm-hmm. your brain looking and seeking that's the that's the universe organizing itself to co-create and communicate with you so that's my mm-hmm. distinction and i think yeah. we can those of us that have active imaginations have have to be mindful in the discernment between these two areas of like the shadow side of like I saw a sign so I'm gonna you know I'm only gonna pay attention to this and I'm like okay like are you really in your own sovereign you know sovereign being are you in your intuition are you in the emotion so anyways I could go on about this what are your thoughts <laughs> <laughs> no I, and I think that's why 
the word, and, and I'm sure so many of our listeners are more conscious, or they wouldn't be on this type of a podcast. Um, and so when you become more conscious or more aware or more awake or whatever words you want to use, um, it does become the task to unravel the hidden meaning of these signs and symbols. You know, that's what we're here for. We're, we're here. They're going to be, they're being given to us, whether we're aware of them or not. But when we become aware of them, then we have to, we do the work, you know, to try and figure out what the meaning is and how it will help us and, and who's communicating how <laughs> type of thing. So, yeah. Um, and if you're striving too hard, you're kind of doing it wrong is the way I would look at exactly. it. Exactly. Right? Like, no, yeah. As you use the word flow, definitely it needs to be part of that. No. Or just like a direct knowing or a peacefulness, like, oh, yeah, Minnie was winking on me with that sign, right? Like, the, I mean, with that song, like, coming in, right? Or, like, I mean, I have so many things of, like, signs. It's unbelievable. There's actually a really cool book for those listening who want to submit. If you're like, oh, I have such a good sign story I need to share with the world, sacredstories.com. Um, has a common sentience book series and they have if you have to submit by end of September like there's a book called signs I'm debating um, submitting one of mine the way I got back in horses was actually through a sign I had taken 10 years off and had the most incredible butterfly sign show up which I specifically asked for and had and like the most wild thing happened to me so yeah I mean I I personally feel like there's ways that we can use them that's really beneficial and then we have but we have to respect them the way we have to respect all of divine communication um and uh yeah and i also find that like staying grateful right like if someone has to give you a gift mm -hmm. or buy you a coffee it's like thank you and that's kind of what the divine communication of signs is staying grateful dr stephen said that mm -hmm. the other day like just say thank you when you see a sign because it's really there to help you. So any yeah. final comments or, or things you want to share around this topic? Um, the, the only other thing I'd like to mention, and again, it's a little bit out there, the woo-woo stuff, is um, from everything that I've read and watched and listened to, um, there is a universal language, um, and the name that's been given to it is Sensar. And that to be a language that is used throughout the universe by various beings to communicate with each other. It's not um, the same as mental telepathy. There are symbols that are, are used in them, and they have meanings. And those meanings are intrinsic um, or inborn to the, the concept. They're like the essential quality of that which is symbolized. So this is what's used. I do not speak it. I'm not aware of it. I mean, I, I am giving information. That's all this is at this point. But it is, I can't help but question things like Reiki, which uses a symbolic language. And I wonder if that may not be part of it. Or you mentioned light language. And this is, um, it's fascinating when when you read about it. These exist and there are people here on our planet that communicate with this light language uh, with each other. And you can develop it. You can learn about it and learn what the symbols mean and how to use them. So it's just fascinating that we are moving. You said it early on. Google will be inside of us instead of out there. We're at an early stage of development in, in terms of, you know, when I think of even long before I grew up, you know, as a child, there were, you know, the only way you could communicate was a telegraph. Now we can do FaceTime with each other. I can see you out in Colorado, you know, here in New Jersey. And so 
we have changed, but we still have a long way to go. So this whole idea of senzara, light language, or, you know, Reiki symbols and things, I think is pretty interesting to to look into for the future to see where we're heading. So I just wanted to mention that. The other thing I wanted to mention, and I said it in the beginning, was Willie, Willie Carter's book. It's called Signs, Signals, and Clues. Um, and I know it's available. Uh, I believe it's available on Amazon. And just like, you know, the sacred, um, the sacred stories and, and sacred, is it sacred sentience? Uh, sacredstories.com is going to have a signed sacred book out. Stories. Yeah. Yeah. So these are things. Yeah. That, and Willie you know, Carter's maybe we can... book is awesome. So there's a lot if you're interested to look up and Google and check out. Um, I think my takeaway as we wrap here is just this is another way to appreciate, acknowledge, explore, play with communication, right? Signs and symbols are communication the way there's animal communication, the way our intuition is communicating with us. Um, So it's really about how can you use signs and symbols as a form of deepening your divine communication communication with yourself with the the whole universe is alive and talking to us right we have to get out of this egocentric it's just humans um and really to also grow our intuition to play with growing our intuition and to feel less alone to feel nourished and connected at all times and to feel washed over and you know i know a lot of people i coach are like if they're single mom or whatnot, they're like, oh, I just, and you know, there's some fear, there's some protection energy. And it's like, if you fully feel into the protection, you know, based on the signs and like, it, it's really nice. Like when I do something I'm afraid of, I'll often ask for a sign and then boom, I'm like, oh, okay, I feel better. I know they're here. I'm okay. Mm-hmm. You know, and so it's like, <laughs> yeah. So there's a lot here for people to play with and to step into. Yeah. And if you have a practice already, great. How can you grow it? And if you don't, how can you begin it? How can you start to explore this whole world of divine communication and have fun with it? Right. Don't take it too seriously, but honor it at the same time. So mm-hmm. hopefully that gives people some inspiration. Thanks so much for being here, Mom. I Good. appreciate all the work you do. Yeah, no, absolutely. This. this is wonderful. Yeah. Breaking Great. it down for all of us. So thank you so much. And um, we're not mm-hmm. sure what the next topic is, but I'm sure it will be amazing. I personally want to do something on the shadow. We will see. Drop a note if you want us to do a specific topic. We will do it. Um, and thanks so much for listening, as always. And um, may you enjoy your path of mastery in the world of metaphysics. Thanks for listening. This show was brought to you by Divas That Care. Connect with us on Facebook, on Instagram, and of course on divasthatcare.com where you can subscribe to our newsletter so you don't miss a thing.